Hello there. Hello there, and Happy New Year from the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, uh, Will Pinter, and with me tonight I've got uh, Darren Granger. Hello there. And Richard Polly. Hello, mate. All right, you all right? You forget your name again. You, you, always, <laughs> you, you always go short on that. <laughs> um, oh, sounds so jovial. Sorry. Sorry, let me, let me, hello there. It's <laughs> wonderful like to be it. back. It's wonderful to be back. Are you, are you still bitter about being whammed? Oh, <laughs> this is a, supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swallow my invective for now. But yes, yes is the short version. Cool. So um, over the Christmas period, um, we've had some um, spoilers um, uh, from FFG um, in two different articles um, talking about different pilots that we're getting. We did cover them just before Christmas, just the ones that were spoiled from the stream, but now we seem to have everything at hand. Um, so ones that we didn't cover last time that I'd like to cover first because it is one of my favourite factions is Scum. So um, what have we had revealed from Scum, Darren? So we've got uh, three ships for Scum. Um, we've got G4R-GOR, uh, VM, so a, a droid. Uh, let's just call him Gargor, um, who is in a sick, And I think he's going to be incredible. He is, after you defend, each other ship at range zero to one suffers one critical damage. He's pilot skill zero, and he's a sick. Uh, the, the reason I think he's great is because, well, you know, you can always uh, ram him into people at initiative zero, use him as a blocker, and there's a great little upgrade in Scum, which is R5TK, which let you shoot, which lets you shoot him himself. Um, so you can shoot him uh, if you if your opponent doesn't. Um, so there's there's some interaction that I want to kind of see and look at with potentially munitions failsafe and some missiles. Uh, just to use him to, to throw out crits to, to stuff that's at range zero. I mean, let's be honest, uh, we've obviously swarm up until Thursday um, being a, a big thing at the moment. That's pretty good, right? Especially when you're rolling three green dice. Yeah. So every time you defend... I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you can force or you can try to force the fail, can't you? So you can... Um, use rerolls to roll hits into blanks in order to not kill your ship um, when you're shooting. Um, it's probably only going to trigger on one ship, maybe two if you're really lucky, because he's going to be moving first, so he'll block one ship, and then that other ship will then conga line probably the rest of the stuff. But it's not zero to one, it's just range zero. Yeah. Um, so, so being on a small the- base ship, it's probably only going to clip one. The only other thing to watch out for with it being range zero is, I believe, that'll hit yourself as well because you're at range zero of yourself so it's it's that yes it will yeah yeah so it'd be interesting to see his upgrade bar because he's he's a droid um but he's a scum chip the sick doesn't have at the minute an illicit slot because obviously dead man switch would be incredible on him but it might be that we've seen it where they've uh tweaked the uh upgrade slots for specific ships and specific pilots like um lebo doesn't have a crew It'd be great if this guy had a uh, a nice little uh, illicit slot. Yeah. I mean, it's suicide droid, right? That, let's, yeah. Let's be honest. You know, you're not, yeah, you're not is, um, using it for anything else. Yeah, is is um is what do you call it? Pilot subtext is tilted droid. So 
you know, he's just had a bad run of dice and he's freaking out down in the salt mines, basically. <laughs> so he's the D Yun of the sick world. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it does have a place. It seems a bit more fun than any of the other pilots you've got in the six. Is it that? Is it? Is it just fun? It's just fun. It's, it's not. It's not really competitive. Like, nah. Mm. Fair enough. So, um, obviously, we've got Bosk as well in a Z ninety five um, at Pilot Skill four. So that's one of the other pilots. Um, so while you perform a primary attack after the neutralized result step, you may spend one crit to add two hit results. So it's the Bosk that we all know and love. Um, some people more than others. Um, just in the Z95, what do we think about that, Rich? Um, I mean, so Bosk's ability can be a bit of a trap because you can start chasing the crits down with um, upgrades like um, marksmanship or, or whatever, uh, potentially with missiles in a Z95. Um, I guess it's one of those things like it's a good enough ability the only problem is it's in a Z95, and we all know what happens to Z95s when something shoots at them. Um, <laughs> yeah, Z95s come second in the World Championship. I know, I know, yeah. because nobody wants to shoot at them because they're worthless. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I think I think you're right. Yeah, marksmanship goes hand in hand with this. For well, it's currently a point. It might still be a point in a few days' time when we get the points update. Um, it, it just you bolt that on, and I think you just leave it at that. I mean, this obviously we're all dependent on points, but what do we reckon a pilot score for? What do we reckon this is going to sit at? Uh, want to speculate? <laughs> no, not not at the minute. Not with the points changing. You know, a couple of days. It's um, it could be anywhere, couldn't it? You know, it's it. This it, is the thing. Like everything is dependent on points, so we might as well never bother saying it. But we uh, always I'd, do. Um, I'd go sub thirty. Let's be honest, Lieutenant Blount is same pilot skill uh, initiative sorry um and a better ability so and he's 30 so i'd yeah, say I suppose, sub 30 I, I suppose he's a he, he's a good comparator because both of them have a um conditional three dice gun don't they because bosk if he manages to get a crit suddenly has a three dice attack functionally um and blount occasionally gets a three dice attack so is it yeah he's a good comparison isn't it yeah and you look at uh uh, Nadru Shulak that's in the the scum uh, Z95 he's 31 points and he's if he performs primary attack if there's no other friendly ship at 0 to 2 so it's basically if he's away from his other friends he gets an additional attack dice so again he's around the 30 point mark uh, he's 31 points at the minute so I would guess Bosk is going to be around that mark uh, yeah, Finally Nomlum do you want to read that out Rich have you got it do you want me to do it? I have. I've got it open in front of me. Um, so after you, so he's a jump master. Uh, so here's the here's the jump master fix incoming. He's initiative one, um, and his ability is after you become the defender. If the attacker is not in your turret arc, you must rotate your turret indicator to a standard arc that the attacker is in. So it's not an action. It's just a rotate. So it's not the red rotate. Um, and because he's at initiative one, basically, if you arc dodge him and then shoot him. He must rotate his arc background to face you so that he can shoot you. So it seems okay. Yeah, the thing you've got to watch out for there, though, is yes, if you arc dodge him, but say you've got like Suntia Fell who manages to arc dodge him, gets him at range one and, and shoots him, 
you just fire a TIE fighter at him that's in a different arc, so he has to then rotate because he's become the defender again. And because it's not an action, it's a rotate. It means that he can do it multiple times, so you can kind of mitigate it. It gives you a little bit of action efficiency, so you just basically go in, block, uh, take focus, uh, and then just wait to be shot at. It means you always get shot. Uh, um, and yeah, they've, in the article, they've suggested putting him with Dengar, which is great, but you're, you're bolting more points onto something. Um, I can't help but feel this is the the glitter to try and sprinkle on the turd that is the Jumpmaster. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, and, and what you're right in saying there, yeah, if you're getting shot at initiative six and then some initiative two shoots at you, then, yeah, then that's your target when you're not really wanting to shoot that. Um, so, yeah, um, it may not be good against Swarm if you have the initiative because then... They're shooting you after you, your uh, your shooting step has gone, so may not be good against that. But hey, we'll see. Um, I think you're right. It's not really getting any better for the jump master, is it? <laughs> yeah, unless they come out with something great that's like if you're in their arc, um, you get bonuses or something like that. I, I don't know, but it's it's not it's not great. I mean, th- this does have a, an enormous, and I know I said before that we shouldn't say it, but the, the points on this ship are super important because if you can put this into a scum salad, into a, like a four or five, well, probably five ship scum salad as a really cheap blocker that's always going to get a shot, um, you know, it's still going to be nine health behind two agility and the focus. So yeah. it's not going to die quickly. Um, and it is going to be doing some work while it's while it's in there. So, um, you know, th- there is an important thing about the the point the price point of this ship. Yeah. Cool. So uh, switch on to Empire then. Um, Fifth Brother is one of the pilots that has been spoiled. Um, so while you perform an attack after the neutralized results step, if the attack if the attack hits. You may spend two force to add one crit. I quite like this uh, initiative four with fifth brother. Um, what what do you think about it, Darren? Yeah, I think it's really another it's another really good one. Uh, it's same initiative as seventh sister. Um, she's got a, a similar ability where she has to spend two force as well. So he's having to spend all of his force. She's having to spend all of her hers. Um, it, it's good. Again, the article's actually been quite sensible and said, actually, if you pair this with homing missiles, it's great because a lot of people will go, ah, I'll just take the hit on my ship. Um, and then guess what? You're adding a crit in there. It'd be interesting to see um, what you could do in terms of force upgrades with him. Uh, um, like, I mean, I suppose instinctive aim, if you're going to stick some missiles on him, because then you can, it does work well with the, um, the homing missiles. But then you're having to spend the force, so ignore what I've just said. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's an interesting one, but it's it's point dependent. We know that taps are good, uh, and yeah, adding a crit, what's not to like? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, taps are. Like? Ta- yeah, I was just going to say taps are good because at the minute they're reasonably cheap, um, and. They are usually paired with something that's given them action economy. So we see um, a lot of Gendon lists where they're getting a target lock on the first turn, which enables them to cruise into um, engagements with a lock and an evade and force and maybe a focus, um, depending on what they've done. 
um, I can see him being slotted into lists as a budget version of Grand Inquisitor, maybe, um, where his ability, his pilot ability, will actually just be, a, it'll be nice if I get this every so often. Um, although if only missiles stay as cheap as they are, it would be one of those things where you just kind of season to taste. I think he's good. I mean, ultimately, he's a, he's a two-force um, Imperial ship, so he's, he's going to see play because force is great. Um, yeah, and he's and, got that. Um, they've got a great dial the tap, um, yeah. and having the the linked reposition into focus and the force backing it up is, is great. That's that's why they're they're so good. Yeah. Moving on to the striker, then um, the vagabond. Uh, Darren, have you got that in front of you? Yeah, Vagabond's money. Uh, Vagabond is a little bit reminiscent of old school Miranda. Uh, he's moving at um, initiative two, and his ability is after you fully execute a maneuver using your adapter ad- adaptive ailerons, if you are not stressed, you may drop to one device. So that basically means that you do your ailerons move as long as you didn't go through a gas cloud, because that's the only way you would pick up a stress is moving through a gas cloud, um, a debris cloud, sorry. Um, you th- you then drop a bomb. Um, now it's risky if you're going to drop something like um, a like a proton bomb or a seismic charge or something like that because you might not get out of its way. But things like uh, uh, prox mines or the soon to be re released uh, cluster mines um, would be great with this because it means that you can effectively hop over something, drop a bomb on them move away yeah and you can drop two of them in one turn as well so it's bonkers um because this isn't yes because the system phase is where you drop the first device and then this is a permissive ability um so it's like page tycho it says you may so it allows you to break the rule of one device a turn um because the card rules beat the um book rules from the golden rule Um, so yeah you can notionally drop two well that's how I would argue it um, because they've already FAQ'd page Tico allows you to drop more than one device in a turn because of the permissive card text um, and this is the same permissive card text Fair. Uh, so it seems like you can um, so you can I don't know if it's possible to drop two prox mines on the same ship but I, I don't think geometry works that way but I have to look at it on a table rather than try and head sim it but um, you could certainly really um, cut off two options or three options for somebody's get out um, rather than just, you know, the one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really flexible. It's a really flexible ability. Um, it'll be interesting Quite- to see if it sees play. Question is, though, do you want to be point sinking points into a striker to an agility ship with no shields? I mean, how many points is a prox mine? Is it five? Keep going. It's nine, isn't it? Uh, prox minus six. Six. Mate, there you go. Darren yeah, knows the rules. Uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't have Yasby in front of him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you've got uh, you've got things like uh, like yeah, you've got uh, things like seismic charge, proton bombs, Connor. That's prox mines. We don't obviously know what. Uh, a uh, cluster bomb is going to be. Um, I would imagine it's going to be a little bit pricey, probably around the six mark. But then, guess what? They could all change in three days because we're in that wonderful dead period where nothing really matters. 
Very true. So, uh, moving on to the decimator, Monarchy. Rich, have you got that? Um, yeah. Um, so, Initiative 4, Decimator. So, the old Decimator that we all know and love. Um, 12 hull and 4 shields, uh, 0 agility. Uh, ability, during the end phase, you may spend 1 charge to flip one of your reinforced tokens to your other full arc instead of removing it. And she has 3 charges. So three turns, she can flip a reinforce from, say, front to back, and then action for the next turn, reinforce the arc that isn't reinforced. So you'd be reinforcing front and back, um, getting that full coverage, um, except for in the rare instance that a ship is properly flanking you um, and is sitting in both your front and rear arcs and still able to shoot you. Um, so it's going to make it a chunky, a chunky ship, um, one to definitely jam in there. Um, and be able to take uh, take a bit of punishment. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, though, with Initiative 4, I guess, though, because the way that you stop that from happening is by blocking the ship so that it doesn't get its reinforces, so it can't get into the action uh, phase. But if it's coming in um, to first engage uh, with a reinforce, then you can always make sure uh, that you put your reinforce where you're going to definitely want one next turn. Um, or to bluff people out by signalling the wrong thing, by flipping it the wrong way, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting, but I I don't really play Imperial, so I have no thoughts about how that would be uh, used in-game. Um, just just point to note, obviously, for people who haven't seen it, this this isn't a reoccurring charge, so they don't regen these charges. This is free charges, that's it, bust. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's free action economy, though, isn't it? You know, it's like... Yeah three turns where you're saying I'm going to have uh, a reinforced arc and also a different action um, rather than having, you know, either a reinforce or say a mod for a, a dice roll or whatever. Well, you don't expect Desis to last that long anyway, do you, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay then. I think that rounds it out. Does that round it out for all of the Imperial? Did we it talk does- about... Oh, yeah, sorry, it's not Imperial. It's um, the f- new First Order, Lieutenant LeHughes. I don't think we talked about them from this no. article, but I think that's the only other thing. No, we uh, haven't. There's, no, we haven't got First Order up next. Yeah, let's go for it. So um, we have spoke about Captain Phasma um, already. Um, so we did definitely do that one. Um, but we can briefly touch on her. So uh, initiative for why you defend after the neutralised results step Another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 must suffer one damage or crit damage to cancel one matching result. Um, Meh? (laughs) Yeah, she's okay. I mean, I didn't listen to the the episode where where we covered her because I only listened to episodes that I'm on. So um, so I'm not really sure what was said. But um, I I think, yeah, absolutely. Love the sound of my own voice. Um, one thing that I think could be quite cheeky is pairing her up with quick draw. No, uh, people don't want to shoot. No, what, what do you no. say? No, um, because it instantly, it instantly uses up quick draw's ability. Yeah, but that what I mean is, if people don't want to shoot, so if they shoot Phasma instead, guess what? You still then trigger quick draw's ability, he gets a second shot. Yeah, I think when we talked about. Yeah, when we talked about it before, we said it just doubles down on your desire to shoot quick draw. You wouldn't yeah, shoot yeah. Phasma in that situation. You would always shoot quick draw. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically what we said last time was 
this is an ability that you want to get on a ship that you desperately want to keep into the end game and you don't want to keep Phasma into the end game. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it would be great if it was on, you know, an I6 Ace or something like that, but it's not. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think this is ever going to see play, is it? I don't no, I mean, think like, how often that. do you see backdraft? True, yeah. And backdraft's arguably better. Yeah. yeah. I'd say definitely. So, um, in the TSF then, uh, Lieutenant Lahoos, go for it, Rich, because you brought him up. <laughs> uh, so, he's initiative five, um, TSF. While you perform an attack, you may spend another friendly ship's lock on the defender to reroll any number of your results. So, a little bit reminiscent of Vessery, um, although he's not as good because uh, it's spending the other ship's lock rather than acquiring and spending your own. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a good ability. You know, somebody cheaper potentially can cruise in, take a lock, and then um, he can use it. Or, you know, if you've got an I-6 out there, and we are going to have those with um, Von Reg um, being able to acquire locks and all sorts of things using his ability. Uh, there could be locks just floating about, so allowing the Hughes to take a um, a focus and then have a, a double modded shot. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's action economy, isn't it? It's moving an, an action around though, rather than generating a new one. But it yeah. still gives a bit of flexibility. I mean, to to be fair, I mean, uh, the, I don't know whether I would have preferred him at a lower initiative, um, just because then everything above him is gonna. You could take the lock off everything above, whereas this realistically, you're only taking the. I mean, if you've got a lock with something low initiative, it's great, but it's, it's like six of one, half a dozen the other, I suppose. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, Will, that he'd be great if he was at initiative one or two, because you just kind of go, oh, look, I've got this lock spare, I'll use that. Um, and he's moved in, he's got focused target lock then. But going at initiative five, oh, I think he's another dud. Mm. Yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's not, um, it's actually an economy, but it's not because you're taking it away from something else. Now, if they had something with the ability to give out free target locks, something like um, the old tracer threads or something like that, then great fill your boots. But mm, yeah, no. Rich, go on. Did you no? No, no, I'm I'm done on that one. Okay, and then finally the Thai silencer because they've only got four ships. Um, Rush initiative two. Um, so while you are damaged, treat your initiative as six. While you are damaged, so you have gone into your hull at this stage, at initiative two. And, and given up you, half points. And given up yeah. half points, and now you're at six. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It's it, The fact that you've already given up half points then it just gives people carte blanche to try and chase down the rest of the list, I suppose. Yeah, if you're talking about this on a Jedi that then goes, oh, regen, yeah, fine, whatever. But no, uh, initiative two, um, yeah, you jump up to six, but that means that you've also probably had to build in a bid for your list. Um, yes, situationally, it could be amazing, but I think a smart player will just kind of go, right, you're now at initiative six because I've got you down to those um, that three hole that you've got left. You, you'll just take them out. You won't let them. You won't let them get to that stage. Yeah, I think last I mean, time we said it's a reverse. Was it a reverse midnight? The one that um, Martin was seven and then drops down to. Yeah, 
uh, once it's damaged, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not always going to be um, as cut and dry because ultimately you, you're getting a nice thick silencer. Um, but basically it's Suntier Fell. It's like three hole. Um, but, you know, without the free focuses and whatnot, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not going to be easy to kill. But I think the, the problem with silencers is they're hard to kill anyway because of the three agility. Um, once you do catch one to the point where you can get it down to being damaged, the real risk is that the ship is just going to evaporate in the turn where its ability triggers. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, you're damaged. Cool. Now I've got three more shots where, you know, you're initiative six and I'm killing you. Um, so it's a bit weird. It does throw up the odd rules interaction where if he gets damaged at initiative, you know, six, five and four. And then does he then skip his, d- d- uh, does he then skip his, his interaction? I think he does still activate it too, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it's one of those odd ones, isn't it? Yeah. Should we move on to the joining the cause article? Yeah, why not? So, um, sure. I'll start us off uh, with um, the B-Wing. Um, Gina Moonsong for the Rebels. At the start of the engagement phase, you must transfer one of your stress tokens to another friendly ship at range 0 to 2. Would this be good in tandem with other B wings? Do we reckon, or um, it's flexibility and it is action economy um, because Tendum and Braylon both get value out of the um, out of the stress um, that she's going to be throwing around to them. So uh, potentially, um, but they can generate their own stress really easily anyway. Um, yeah. So you know, there's it's it's kind of a bit of a She's initiative five. That might be her special magic power, to be honest, rather than the ability that she's got. Um, it does give her the advantage, you know, that she can do some dumb stuff and, and still throw the stress token to a different ship that's going to be more easily able to get rid of it next turn. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it makes give it more to sense. A ship with a better dial or whatever. It makes more sense to pair up with Tenum because he can then spend that that stress like focus. Yeah. So I mean, having yeah. two focus. <laughs> and, and not only that, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it help for people who have been flying against the B-Wings, for instance, like, and I, I certainly have, and forcing them to bump, um, and then it, then they can't do their stress and all the rest of it, and they can't get the re-rolls, at least then, at least if you've got Gina Moonsong, there's that extra option of doing that, or yeah, do you just yeah, bump her anyway? <laughs> she's got to get the stress, that's the thing, She's she's got to then bump to get the stress. <laughs> True. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. She's initiative five, which is higher than any other um, B wing we've got currently. Cool. So, and then with their S foils, um, before you activate, if you are not critically damaged, you may flip this card on the closed, and then the open is, and it gives you the uh, barrel roll into an evade instead, and the reload. Um, yeah. And it gives you the reload action, and it gives you barrel roll into red target lock in the open. Um, after you perform an attack, you may spend your lock on the defender to perform a bonus cannon attack against that ship using a cannon upgrade you have not attacked with this turn. Double cannons, maybe. Either double cannon or just a, a primary attack followed up by a, if jamming beam is still free, you're going to mm-hmm. stick them on this. And you're going to be double tapping, and the jamming beam's just gravy if it comes off, and if it doesn't, you don't care. 
yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of different stuff you can play around with with this um like a cannon uh, a jamming beam or a tractor beam into a hlc shot or something like that there's a a load of different toys and interactions you can use but ultimately i think b-wings are still going to be best kept cheap and i don't know if these s foils are going to be expensive or if they're going to be free um who knows um we, we will on thursday yeah, I mean, I, but, I quite like the S-foils, the, the barrel roll into target lock on, again, 10 numb. I think it's making him better because then he's got a target lock and he's got the stress for the focus ability. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It brings him into line with Braylon. So I think he's where we are going to see these. It makes him better than Braylon. Uh, Braylon still gets his re-rolls on defence when he's stressed. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, yeah. It, 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 I think it makes them, it, it's a it's a harder choice. Um and it will come down to cost. If if ten num plus S foils is around the same cost as Braylon without, then it's a harder choice. But um, again, I mean, the S foils could be, you know, any number of points from zero up to about eight or nine because of the the double tap potential. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on what FFG have head simmed while they've been designing them. It's not head sim. It's a random number generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, based on what stock they've got that they need shift. <laughs> Oh, you cynic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, K2SO. Um, Rich, do you want to take that one? Yeah, um, so he's um, been uh, chased, chased down by the player base for quite some time to the fact that somebody random got Alan Tudyk to actually say, why am I not in your game? Um, to uh, At some fan corner or other. But, um, so his, his um, subtext is Cassian said I had to, so love that. Um, and his ability at initiative three is after you gain a stress token, gain a calculate token. Um, so he's a standard U-wing, but he's got uh, obviously calculate, target lock and coordinate. So he's got the ability here to coordinate, um, get stressed by giving somebody else an action and get a calculate anyway. Um, or he's, on, he's always going to get a calculate when he stops as well. Um, so it's pretty hard to, to shut this K2SO down. He's always going to be getting some kind of action. Um, which is good, you know. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to err on the side of that's going to be a cheap U-wing, I reckon. Uh, a cheap coordinator that still gets something for defence or his attack. I think it's always a good, good thing. It is a good thing for rebels, anyway. Uh, Darren. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I, I did hold my God's invite with beef, um, and yeah, it's it, it's a good. Uh, Good initiative to be at at the three. Um, it's good ability. It's action efficiency. I actually am going to segue into, I think I prefer him better as the crew, which is K2SO crew, which is during the system phase, you may choose a friendly ship at zero to three. That ship gains one calculate and stress token, but it gives the calculate and the jam action as white actions on the bar. I think that pairs really well with Cassian because what it means is um, it's the system phase that K2SO does his little thing that stresses something. And then at the start of the activation phase, Cassian can whip that stress right off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, as long as he's not doing it to himself. Yeah. No, it, ma- it makes sense. Um, that K2SO would be a good card with Cassian. And I'd like to say they thought about that. And yeah. it gives you the white jam action as well. Um, the yeah. card. So, and that's why, so sticking him on Cassian, even if you do choose yourself, um, you're going to calculate, you take stress, you do a blue manoeuvre, clear your stress, jump something. Cool. 
Uh, moving swiftly on then, um, Agent Callus or Alexandra Callus, um, in the ghost of all things, um, I-4, while you defend, if the attacker modified any attack dice, you may roll one additional defence dice. So it gives you one. <laughs> um, Unless you want to stick a stealth device on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and at range three. Um, so is this going to do anything for the ghost? Is it, is it going to rescue the ghost? Nah. Nah. I'm, it's nice. It's, it's a funky little thing and it's, it's cool. It's a nice little ability, but it's like, uh, so the attacker is going to look at it and go, Oh, you know, I've rolled whatever. Um, do I want to spend my focus token to give you a defense dice or do I just want to do one damage or two damage? Um, or, you know, am I going to spend my target lock and go for, you know, three or four, try and get four hits on you? Um, in which case you can roll a dice. I don't care. Um, I, I don't think it's going to materially affect the ghost and it's still, it's waiting for something. Um, the ghost, it, so it's just not quite there. It makes the ghost. Okay. Well, not okay. It gives it a little bit of a boost against, say, a tie swarm. Because if they're modifying dice, the um, howl run and reroll is a modification. Or against uh, five A wings with advanced optics, because they're turning a blank into a a hit by spending the focus. It's that kind of well, they're modifying, so you get extra dice. So that coupled with a reinforce, it makes it a little bit more survivable. Is it going to be good? Probably not. Will it see much play? Probably not. So, um, that's it from the ghost. Um, Leia in the Falcon. Rich? Yeah, I love this. Um, so, she's initiative five, which has caused inordinate amounts of nerd rage um, on the internet. This has been hilarious to watch. Um, she has the ability, after a friendly ship fully executes a red manoeuvre, if it is at range zero to three, you may spend a force. If you do, that ship gains one focus token or recovers one force. Uh, so she's got one recurring force charge. Um, apart from that, it's a it's a standard Falcon. Um, so 13 health behind one agility. Um, I just think this is really good because there's so much um, flexibility uh, in this. Um, so she can... You know, keep the force yourself and take a target lock and have a double modded attack, or she can um, use a force to uh, give somebody a focus token, or, or you know, there's just a lot of different uh, flexibility. It's maybe it's not as flexible as Lando, because um, Lando uh, is able to do um, all sorts of things with his blue moves, and this is only on a red move. But uh, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think you're only ever going to use the ability on herself, but. You know, pair her up with some B wings or something like that. They're doing red moves all over the place, and it might give you a bit of a bit of happiness. I don't know, but it's it's an interesting piece. I mean, to me, it turns in, it turns the Falcon into a really good support ship as well as an attacking ship. Uh, it kind of like it, it, it turns into a really good utility ship. Which, let's be honest, in in the film and everything, that's what the Falcon is, right? It's a utility ship. It can attack. It it helps people out. Um, Darren, thoughts. For me, I kind of go, the opportunity cost there is I'm losing Leia Crew on something. So this is one ship that gets to do a focus action. If I take Leia Crew, which is going to be significantly cheaper than this, uh, even if you stick it on uh, like a tooled-up Cassian, um, it's still going to be cheaper, and that lets two or three other ships do a, 
a, a red manoeuvre and take a focus token and not be stressed for next turn. I, I think the support, if you're looking for layer for support, take Lando and Leia crew. Fair enough. I, I just think, I think the force just gives this a little nudge. I think that's the, the main difference that makes me think this might be better than Lando. Um, so you can take title and get um, force plus evade um, if you need it. Um, we know it's easy to sink tons and tons of points into the Millennium Falcon. Um, I think it'll be interesting and I do think she'll see play, but I'm not sure if anybody other than Jack is ever going to get a Falcon to the top tables of a big tournament. And I think he's fed up with it now anyway. Cool. Um, well, we have done all the three resistance pilots already with the A-Wings and uh, Paige Tycho. So do we really want to go over them again? Um, yeah. Considering the time? Because we're on like 30-odd minutes here and I've got to go in five minutes. Fair enough. We can just say ZZ Tlow is really good at initiative five with double focus. Um, yeah, we just, just rattle through them. Yeah. So finally then, we come to the um, resistance pilots. We have covered them before. If you want to listen to that two episodes ago, we, you can listen to that. But uh, quickly then, Paige Tycho, um, go for it, uh, Rich, you know. Uh, is after you drop a device, you may spend... Uh, charge to drop an additional device she's got a single recurring charge so uh, initiative five um my thought last time hasn't changed is she's going to die really fast because she's not got venny's ability and she's going to get blocked because she's initiative five and she's just going to spaff her bomb load really really quickly darren anything different to that no not really it'd be interesting to see what happens when it's points and um see what happens to trudge sim um but other than that yeah you're right that she will go down quickly, pretty much as quickly as she did in the shit in the uh, the film. Uh, Ronif Blario, I'll run through these. Um, initiative two: While you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is in another friendly ship's turret arc, you may spend one focus uh, token from that friendly ship to change one of your eyeball results to a evade result or uh, a hit result. It, it's basically just taking your own action economy away. Uh, initiative two. Uh, it's um, column when he was talking about it. Just said in um, heavy, an A wing heavy list. You've always got focuses lying around from where you haven't needed them from natural rules or whatever. Um, and this is basically just allowing him adding because he's at initiative two to pinch the focus off a higher initiative ship um, that hasn't spent it. So. Yeah, especially if you then uh, compare it to, like, pair it up with the the next day wing, which is the ZZ flow. Uh, after you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one charge to gain one focus for an evade token. So again, guess what? You can perform your attack, spend your focus, get your char- uh, spend your charge, which is a recurring charge, uh, to get a focus back, and then you've got a focus for defense. Or if your friend gets shot at, uh, they can spend it. And you're not losing your optics with ZZ slow at five either. Yeah. So you've always got your optics and and you, like your, your dice for defence or whatever it is you need. So yeah, we're yeah. gonna see. We're gonna see this guy. He's gonna be the the new um, Lulo. Lulo. Yeah, he's gonna be everywhere. Yeah. So what we're saying is that it'll be underpointed. Everybody will play it, and then they'll bump it up. <laughs> yep. 
in one. <laughs> it, it's, it's like we've all played X-Wing before. <laughs> so we'll come back after Christmas really cynical, or is it just me? <laughs> it, it has. It has been really fun. We've had nothing else to talk about, so we've been thinking about this for the last month. Well, we've had to see our family. <laughs> right, well, I think that wraps it up for this week, boys. It does. It certainly does. Um, so, uh, obviously, we will uh, be back with uh, the new points update and all the news that as we can get it this week and get recorded. Um, so expect a long podcast at some point uh, with all the points changes, what we think, what we're going to look forward to, etc. Um, all that's left to say is goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Goodbye from Darren. Um, if you want the points update, I've actually got it in my email inbox. So we could do it early if you want. Um, or just contact me on Facebook, people. Uh, bye for now. <laughs> what a way to get friends. And it's goodbye from me, Will Pinter. Till the next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs>